0: It's Steve Ashby from Business Mentals introducing the fabulous Business Mentals podcast series where we take an entertaining, light-hearted and informative look at some of the more boring parts of business like tax and organisation ability and, you know, getting paid, things like that. So we'll cover quite a few topics in the series and we hope you tune in because uh, our aim is to keep it light entertaining but informative at the same time. Glad to have you along. Hi welcome to another episode of the podcast that we at Business Mentors are putting together and today we're talking to Anna Yates who is a highly qualified psychotherapist and NLP practitioner and uh, one of the things that she specializes in is um, helping people to deal with stress. Anna it's Maybe uh, a sort of an amateur observation, but I can't help thinking that uh, people are a lot more stressed these days and probably because we're assaulted 24-7 by external stimuli, whether it's uh, Twitter or Facebook or uh, whatever it happens to be. We really don't get any chance these days to kind of sit somewhere quiet, gather our thoughts and, um, and just deal with stuff.
1: Yeah, I think the problem with technology today is that you never switch off. You know, I, yeah. I remember when I was a child, my father would come home from work and that would be it. You know, there was no way of contacting him mm. until when he went back to work the next day. But now we're constantly being sort of bombarded with messages and phone calls. We've got the mobile phone with us. So we've, and, and we almost feel bad if we don't answer it. People are going to criticise you. But why weren't you available at 11 o'clock last night so I think um, there, there's no time to ever switch off and we almost because we're competing with each other and, you know, and keep competing with ourselves to be the perfect parent or the perfect employer or the, you know, whatever it is that you're doing you, you, you actually feel guilty taking time off work and I, I think we've lost the art of learning to relax
0: That's interesting you should say that because uh, for my uh, upcoming birthday, I'm giving myself a birthday, which is a fairly significant one, Um, I'm trying to give myself uh, the birthday present of taking an afternoon off a week. Now, I own the company, Um, I own business mentors, and even though I own it, I am so conditioned by turning up to work at 8 o'clock in the morning that I turn up to work at 8 o'clock in the morning and I have to try and figure who am I going to actually let know mm-hmm. or get permission from because I want to take a Wednesday afternoon off and go and play golf yeah so well, it's I'm out there I well. love golf mm. but I'm guilty out there thinking oh god you know what are the what are the girls going to think my employees what are they going to think um you know and look there's so much stuff that I should be doing and so yeah. I'm stressing myself out instead of really enjoying those nine holes on a on a Wednesday afternoon.
1: That's uh, a shame. Yeah, I'm the same. You know, for ca- client cancels, I've got an hour and a half on my hands. Rather than just go and sit in my beautiful garden and read a book, I'll think, okay, right, I'll race down here, I'll buy this, I'll cook something for dinner, and I'll, I'll call this person, and I'll do this, finish off this report. Hey, just chill out, take an hour and a half off. But we feel guilty because yeah. there's always, we always have that to do list that's, you know, every day is being, you never get to the bottom of a to do list, do you? And so you think, oh, I can't really. I, I need to go and do that report or whatever.
0: And, and here we are. We're the supposedly enlightened beings about things mm, like this. Yes. And, you know, and you know, stress is not something that um, that even people like you and I, who spend a lot of time thinking and uh, working on these kind of things, it's not something that goes away. We still have to be conscious about it. So, could you just um, give us a little bit of your background in terms of um, the the work that you've done in the past and and some of the experiences you've had helping people to deal with stress and deal with other issues in their lives?
1: Oh yeah, sure. So I worked for most of my adult life in the corporate world um, as a PA to CEOs and business owners and all sorts of people. Um, Watched them having to cope with stress and anxiety, watching their businesses fail because they couldn't cope, their marriages fail, that sort of thing. And then about uh, 15 years ago or so, uh, I had an opportunity to train as a therapist. And because I'd found that over the years so many people had come to me and sort of wanted me to sit and chat with them and offload their problems, I realised that actually I enjoyed doing that. I enjoyed listening to people. And because I am sort of slightly older in years... um, I've got, got a lot of life experience to share with people. And pe- because I am older, people listen to what I say.
0: Kind of the Auntie Anna. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. And so I thought, well, okay, why, why not make a career of this? So I, I did the training, initial training, and it sort of snowballed from there. And, you know, I just love the fact that people will come in here to my therapy room with the weight of the world on their shoulders. And after an hour and a half of just sitting and listening... And being able to pour out their heart to somebody who cares and is able to give them back some impartial feedback, they leave here... You know, I've, I've seen people skip literally skip down the steps. Mm. They're so relieved to have been able to just offload. And that's such a rewarding thing to be able to help people because the stress that people are under when they're... Particularly people who are in a small business, owners, that sort of uh, in, environment, there's nobody for them to share... Their problems with, and eventually that stress has an impact on their health, and everything falls apart. The relationships and the finances, and and they fail, yeah. and that's such a shame because they, they they started off with such high hopes and you know sort of wonderful ideas, and they just got they get squashed by stress and not being knowing how to manage that stress.
0: And they're actually good at what they do, and and I know a few of the people that you're talking about um about six months ago i was talking to an acquaintance um, at a meetup and she said that she's going back into the corporate world and getting a job because she's sick to death of being so lonely and she'd been uh, working for herself successfully i mean she was earning good money Mm -hmm. Um, but she got to the point where she couldn't stand the fact that she had nobody i mean she was married and she could talk to her husband about the, the the work and so on but it was more like the kind of conversation you have across the table when he doesn't didn't really understand all the ins and outs of the yeah. business mm-hmm. and for her she didn't have um, somebody that she was working with on the issues in the business and um she just decided she'd had enough it was just too hard
1: yeah and that's it too hard very and she common. would rather
0: accept less money mm. but go and work in a marketing department where there's other people doing the same thing and there's some camaraderie and those kind of things
1: yeah it can be very lonely at the top um,
0: especially if you're the only person so yeah. you are at, you're not only at the top but you're actually at the bottom because mm. you have to do everything in the organization Yeah,
1: I was in exactly the same position about six years ago where I thought I'm not enjoying this because I was spending all day listening to other people's problems which is my job And then nobody to share with, particularly in my, um, in this profession, like you can't share. It's Mm. all confidential. Mm. Um, But also nobody to help me with the website issues and all those sort of issues. And it was just so, I'd spend all day sharing with other people, helping them with their problems, then all night worrying about my own problems. And eventually I thought, why am I doing this? I'm not even enjoying it anymore. And I missed, as you say, the camaraderie and Mm. the... You know, going going with a bunch of people after work for a cup of coffee, a couple of drinks, or whatever, mm-hmm. you miss that when you're working on your own. Um, so the temptation is to go back to that regular salary where you don't have that responsibility. But I'm glad that some, you know, I was I did have somebody to talk to about it, who said, "Look, I'm here. I'll support you. I can help you through this." And I'm so glad that she did because I wouldn't be here now if it wouldn't hadn't been for her giving me that support, and that's, that's why I want to do the same, and that's what we're all about, really.
0: Exactly. I mean, um, we're a slightly unusual business in that we're a, a kind of what I would call a loose collective of people who are in the same boat and hopefully all rowing in the same direction. But um, I find that the people I talk to about what we're doing with Business Mentors um, don't even live in the same city. They don't live in the same country. I know what you mean about the, um, about the loneliness, And one of the upsides of the kind of technology that uh, is now available is that, uh, for example, myself, the people that I talk to and make sure I feel like I'm part of a community, which is the whole idea behind Business Mentors, is that it is a community. It is a way for people to be able to communicate amongst themselves and not to feel alone, is that the people I talk to are in, one of them's in Holland, Stefan's in Holland, um, Steve is in France, John is in London, another John is down in Auckland, Simon is in uh, in Melbourne in Australia. And so when I feel the need to kind of get some um, uh, some feedback or I just need some reassurance that I'm on the right track, I talk to these guys who are all experts in their own right. Hmm. They're all either running their own businesses or at pretty senior levels in organizations. Yeah. And they all I need is just you know, five minutes of their time, even if it's a couple of WhatsApp messages backwards and forwards, the amount that you can convey these days, we get really good at those kind of short-term communication stuff, but it makes a huge difference. You know, you can pivot from something that wasn't going so well, and you go, oh, yeah, of course, bang, and then you're into it. Mm. And what I've found is as soon as that happens, the stress that I was feeling immediately starts to dissipate. And I've come to the conclusion, I create my own stress. Um, not exter- you know, more than the external environments. Uh, you know, I'm doing it to myself.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem is we all have very vivid imaginations, mm. and rather than um, visualizing and imagining it all going well, because the subconscious mind is trying to protect us from failure and from harm, it's looking out for the negatives. This is why you know bad news sells newspapers because we are automatically primed to look for the things that could go wrong. So, you know, an idea comes into your head and you start thinking, oh god, what if this happens? What if that happens? And you start visualizing the the bad things that could go wrong. And unfortunately, our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So, it starts thinking, oh my goodness, this is real. This is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And so it then triggers off this response in your body to uh, enable you to cope with that situation and, and that's what this stress is all about. You wouldn't get any stress if all you were thinking about was how well everything was going to be right. going
0: <laughs> okay. it's
1: only when you're thinking about how the things that could go wrong
0: Yeah. So if you have a look at your practice now which you've had for 15 years old I guess um, and you just did a kind of a rough estimate, of all the people that you come and see um, where does stress fit in terms of the, um, you know, in the ranking of people who might be suffering from depression or this or that? Um, where where does, you know, just basic simple stress, where does that come on the on the order of the, the things that you see most? I
1: would say 50% of our clients are coming to us for stress.
0: Okay. Do they... Um, do they have a, a clear idea of what's stressing them or is it just more of the vague feelings of, you know, life isn't going very well and I feel really terrible and I, I'm not sleeping well and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Rather than, you know, I, I, I announce, I come in, I say, I am stressed, I'm having these physiological reactions, these are causing that sort of thing. Mm. Do people actually in your experience, know very much about stress?
1: No. I mean, this is the problem with stress is it manifests itself in so many different ways. Okay. So somebody might be having insomnia Mm -hmm. or IBS or tinnitus. These are all um, the ways that the body is trying to tell you something's wrong here, Steve, sort it out. Um, It can't send you a message saying I'm stressed. Mm -hmm. So the body starts to fall apart and we all have our sort of weak sort of chakra points. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I'm stressed or run down, my throat is my weak place, my, I lose my voice. And that's the only way that my body can stop me working is by taking away my voice. But for somebody else, it could be headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's going, it could even be going into relationship issues that you know, I or I, I can't stop screaming at my children. You know, I've got no patience, I'm a bad mother. And when you start peeling back the layers of the onion, you sort of realise that the stress is, is at the bottom of all this.
0: Okay. So that was an interesting example. I can't stop screaming at my children, so therefore I'm a bad mother. <coughs> Sounds like that Latin quote, is um, it, uh, proctor hoc, ergo, no, post hoc, ergo propter hoc. <laughs> this happened, therefore this yes, happened. Yes, yeah." And, um, and and that is clearly a fallacy that people make a judgment about something that they're doing. I can't stop screaming at my children um, through to, oh, that must mean I'm a bad mother when actually no, I can't stop screaming at my children because I'm so stressed by things that have nothing to do with my kids. They're over here somewhere off to the right or to the left and they are causing me to react really badly towards my children but I am actually a really loving mother and I do a really good job mm-hmm. but you know what's getting in the way is this manifestation of stress that's not caused by the kids at all yeah no, absolutely mm. which I guess means then that um, there is a little bit of work that needs to be done to help people kind of get to the root causes of what causes stress because as you say it's it's the, the, the real reasons are sometimes hidden and we focus on how we react when we're under stress as opposed to what really is causing it.
1: Mm. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's sort of questions that we, obviously you'd go into lifestyle um, to find out what could be causing the stress. And then questions like, do you always feel like this with your kids? Are there times mm-hmm. when you don't? Was there, was there a time before when you weren't um, screaming at your kids uh, and then find out what, what is at the bottom of all of it. You know, how do you feel about your job? or How do you feel about your finances? Or, you know, what is it that's causing this? Because we have two main sort of emotions, uh, fear mm-hmm. and love, joy. So nine times out of ten, what is causing the stress is fear, fear of something. So once we identify what it is they're afraid of, then we can start addressing it. Right. So like with that uh, mother, um, it, it may be fear of um, looking like a bad mother or fear that she's you know, going to um, destroy her kids' confidence because she keeps mm. screaming at them or fear that her husband's going to leave her because she's a bad mother. So what is she afraid of? And getting her to take back control. It's, it's a loss of control and unfortunately whenever we feel anger um, we tend to take it out on the people we love because we know we can get away with it with them you know you mm. wouldn't scream at somebody else's kids or scream at you know the, the teachers or something yeah. you scream at people who you know are going to forgive you but then you feel bad you feel guilty mm. and you and it just becomes yeah, a compounding oh, you... yeah it's just rocky road to start going down
0: okay um, well, there's a lot to this topic, which is one of the reasons why um, we're actually working together on putting this online course together to help people with um, with stress and following along the kind of steps that you've just been talking about, almost like self-diagnosis of figuring out, helping people to figure out what's causing their stress in the first place, identifying the manifestation, what might be causing it, and then taking some practical steps to actually address um, those levels of stress and things that people can do. So in the next uh, podcast that we do what we'll talk about in more detail is um, how to actually identify um, the fact that you are stressed, how to identify how that's manifesting itself and then a few ways that people can immediately start doing um, which will actually reduce the stress and improve the quality of their life mm-hmm. yep so thank you so much thank uh, you. lovely to talk as always and um now i know why i've got the tinnitus that gets worse on some days and better on other days <laughs> hell i might be stressed as well um so we will catch up with you again very shortly and um to all our listeners out there we'll see you later well thanks for listening to the business mentals podcast be sure to visit www.businessmentals.com that's one word businessmentals.com. to join the conversation stay up to date with the latest tips and discover our fantastic bonus content we'll see you later